episode 28 of Popcorn Hangover. I'm Anna. And I'm John. And today we'll be doing another double feature. This time Halloween and Halloween. (laughs) 40 years apart in this epic series of movies. There are so many Halloweens. Well, technically now there's only two because this one erased all of the other ones. Yes. But we'll we'll be mostly discussing these two, but I feel like if you've ever seen Halloween or any of the Halloweens, we just have to talk about all of them because so much stuff happens. So we'll be talking about them all. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think, I mean, we'll talk about this more later, but I'm pretty sure that I haven't seen any of the other Halloweens or at least I've repressed them from my memory. Wait, I thought you said you had seen like some of the sequels. I may have, I may have not, because I also confuse these with, like, the, all of, like, the Friday the 13th oh. and stuff, because there's a bunch of those, too, so it's really hard to okay, be, well, like... I specifically used to watch, the, on Halloween, or, like, before Halloween, like, on cable, like, this, there'd be marathons of, like, all the movies, and you just yeah. watch them all, and so at my, at my nanny's house... <laughs> We, I would watch them. I just remember, like, sitting right in front of the TV and watching these in October. So, I have so many memories with them. <laughs> yeah. But, before we get into that, um, have you been watching anything, reading anything? No. Not really. <laughs> Still looking for that thing to catch I'm up on? really disappointing. I don't have time right now to watch mm-hmm. anything. I'm just sorry, everyone. I just can't. I don't have the time. <laughs> It's been a lot lately. Yeah, I haven't watched anything this week either. I, like, don't think I've watched anything on TV. Yeah. Been a very busy week or so. I mean, Bachelorette was on last week. Big deal. Is it on Tuesdays? It's Tuesdays now. Really weird. Oh, it's probably because of Monday Night Football. Yes, because it's not usually on during this time. Yeah, Yeah, because... Yeah, it's not usually on during this time. So yeah, we it's on Tuesdays now. Uh, Claire's season started. Already some drama, waiting for the big thing to happen. So if you're a big, if you're a fan, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm kind of in a holding pattern until the Mandalorian starts a week from when this episode releases, or I guess eight days technically. So that'll be like the next show that I'm watching live we're watching yeah oh but both of us sorry not just rude me. uh before we get into our discussion of the halloween duo i don't really know what to call them uh there's just one major item of movie news this week surprisingly no new delay announcements for like the first time and what else is there to, to delay yeah that's true there's really nothing else to delay but the the biggest piece of news right now is that so last week we said that Disney Pixar Soul was coming to Disney Plus, but in the days since they've announced that uh, it's not going to be like Mulan where you have to pay thirty bucks for it. It's just going to be if you have Disney Plus when you wake up on Christmas morning, you can watch Soul. You don't have to pay anything extra for Does it. Does that mean that they're like they're going to tank? Like it's not going to make money? I really don't know what it means for the financials of that movie but i was reading that like it's not like these other movies that are supposed to come out in theaters but then they sold them to netflix or sold them to other things like mm-hmm. they're making money off that because hulu or netflix are paying for the rights yeah whereas disney plus isn't playing paying for the rights for disney correct or I, I think that i think that um i was reading an article about how 
industry insiders and I guess people at Disney think that Mulan charging $30 for it ultimately did more harm than good. They think that um, it's just not financially viable to do that for this and they just want to push out content. So I think they're looking at it more so. I mean, I just don't get why they don't do why they have to do it on Disney Plus. Why can't they do it like how Trolls did it and stuff and just do it everywhere? You can rent it. That's and true. And then after three weeks, you still have to rent it. Yeah. But then if you have Disney Plus, you get, you know, that's like then you can make Disney Plus have premiere content, but don't make them pay extra upon extra. Like if you want to watch Soul when it comes out, then pay for it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, three weeks, you know, a month goes by, great. So you get Soul right away. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're not looking at it that. It makes sense to me. Like, I wouldn't mind. I don't think that that's... I do think that the whole Mulan thing was stupid because if you didn't have Disney+, Plus, then you couldn't even pay for Mulan. Yeah. I think that's what harmed them because people were like, okay, great, thanks for that. Maybe there's some distribution rights thing. I- I'm really not sure. This is kind of above my, my head. But uh, anyway, Soul is going to be free on Christmas Day if you have a Disney Plus subscription. So that's a little bit of content to be looking forward to. Um, the other thing that kind of went lockstep with this was a really large Disney investor was pushing towards the end of last week, trying to convince Disney to release Black Widow under the the model that Mulan was released under. And when I say a major Disney investor, I mean like they own 5 to 10% of the company. Like they have a lot of money invested in Disney and they have a say in what the company does because of their financial position. It, it doesn't seem like anything is going to come of that, but there are some major voices pushing for it to be released and not just people that are fans online. So perhaps something changes with that, but I, like I said, I don't think anything's really going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So for the time being, not really anything new. Come, I, I don't think Disney has a release the rest of the year besides Soul. I think that's like the only, the only non-TV piece of content they have. We're just chilling just waiting for things (laughs) just waiting for 2021 and like at this point not to be a debbie downer but like we still don't know like what 2021 is going to look like and correct can they there are some movies that have moved their dates more than four times at this point can they continue to do that there's not going to be enough dates yeah for in a year well what's so interesting to me is that like when when everything first shut down Movie studios did the same thing where they stopped filming stuff, but there are a lot of movies that are actively filming now. I guess, fun piece of news, the Batman just started filming in Chicago after they filmed, they were filming in Europe because they're filming in like five or six different cities. So there's been a bunch of like Gotham City stuff around the city of Chicago this yeah. week. But that movie, like they're actively in production and other projects are being produced. But here's the thing. They while have such nothing... a... But the thing is, we, we realize now how much of a backlog there is. Like, there yeah. are some films that weren't even slated to come out until this December or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, that were finished already. I mean, yeah, I think that this, like, the pandemic has definitely shown, like, how much gets, like, yeah. obviously you can find that information, but I feel like, you know, like, like, su- like the Suicide Squad, like, that's finished. Yeah, th- there's a ton of, I mean, like, on one hand, I mean here start with this we don't know what 2021 is going to look like optimistically maybe we're back in theaters by the summer like very optimistically but on a more realistic tone there is a chance that all of these movies are just going to keep piling up and piling up and piling up and like a backlog and at some point studios are going to have to make the choice of how do we release these because 
you're going to be competing against your own movies for dollars. Like, Universal, I think right now, has, like, it's, like, over 40 movies on the schedule yeah. for next year. And that's not financially viable. And it's not, there There are people like us that will go to a movie every week or twice yeah. a week. But most families, like, if they're going to have to choose, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go to a movie a month. And they're going to have to choose between going to see to see Wonder Woman, the like Black Widow, and, like, three other things. Like, because mm-hmm. all those things came out at the same time. Or there's not going to be a lot. It's just, it's going to be weird. I mean, it's not the worst. It's not the, the most pressing thing for us to be thinking about with the pandemic. It's just interesting to think about it in the long run. Yeah, the, and the dynamics are just, you know, my my big fear is that, like, since you and I have started doing stubs, is we've started seeing movies that normally we wouldn't see. Mm-hmm. And my fear is that kind of these smaller indie movies that in recent years have become, like, big deals maybe they just don't get the time in a theater because all these major studios have stuff that they're really pushing. Like, I mean, what if the next Parasite, like, doesn't ever really get shown because... I guess that could be the case, but I also feel like film festivals and things like that help to get those things out there. Um, And also, obviously, awards season by, you know, putting things on on the ballot... I guess I don't know if it's a ballot is the right word. Yeah, putting putting yeah. things on the ballot. If if they continue to put things on the ballot that aren't you know these mainstream things, and I think that that will be helpful. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting position that the movie industry is going to be in. Yeah, and I guess locks up with that. There was one more piece I didn't have it written down, but um, with a couple of the major chains saying that they're going to reclose down. Um, the last kind of big holdout is AMC, and they're saying they're going to stay open. So they're trying to do some creative things. Like for ninety nine bucks, you can rent an entire theater to see whatever you want to see, like with like a private party. Ninety nine bucks? Yeah. Sh- sh- why don't we do that? <laughs> we should. I mean, if there's a movie we really want to see, and it's like, oh my, that's so cool. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I do. I do not think the AMC should close. I think that that's going to be even more detrimental to them. Well, I mean, they have diff- their hours are so, way reduced. So what I was reading this week was it was actually related to work. And there are like some industry analysts that believe like if AMC reshuts down, like that might be it. Like they yeah. might, AMC has a ton of debt. Like, so AMC is the largest theater chain in the world. But to get to that point, they took a lot of debt to buy out a lot of smaller so many, chains. Yeah. And there's a good chance that if they close and they go a period of zero revenue again, that that debt might overwhelmingly outweigh their assets and they might go bankrupt. I mean, that's the thing is, like, they were buying up every single theater Correct. besides Regal. I mean, even, like, even that was a Regal, I mean, the one the, we go to. The thing is, like, so Regal's the second largest in the U.S. AMC locations, like, double Regal. I mean, it's it's insane to look at how big AMC yeah. is. Um, so selfishly, I hope they don't close, but, you know, it's really hard if there's nothing that people are going to see. Like, there there have been things that they've been re-releasing that have just bombed. Like, they re-released Coco, which, kind of a weird choice to re- re-release because it's already on Disney Plus for free, which is... Yeah, they should. I think they should do more classics and stuff. Like, like yeah. stuff that you... You're like, oh my gosh, I would love to see that on the big screen. Like, I mean, the the stuff that I'm really incentivized to go to the theater for now is like when they do their IMAX re-releases. Like, yeah. I would like to see something. If anyone, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweet about it like once a week. 
nowhere currently streams Blade Runner 2049, and that movie is like a visual spectacle. Like, I would only really go to the theater right now for something that's new or something that, like, I haven't seen in IMAX or Dolby just because yeah. it's like I want that visual overload and I want to be able to take in things. I mean, I'd seen 1917 again on, like, IMAX, mm-hmm. which was incredible. They're gonna they're trying to show stuff and it's just not making money. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it is very sad. But especially because I feel like movies were um, going to the movies had gone down a lot. But I do. But like there was like things that saying they were like they, it was getting back. Yeah, people were. It was becoming more of a thing because of things like AMC had been doing. Like stubs. well, you can trace it back to the genesis of like Movie Pass. Like yeah, Movie Pass terrible business model. But that company like really started off the trend of this movie revitalization and yeah and the whole like dine-in experience yeah, yeah. of the movies like became such a popular thing because it you know it made a night out of it rather than just going to the movies and having popcorn you know all these things yeah now i do think that in our lifetime that the the traditional movie going experience is going to become much less a part of mainstream culture like movie theaters as a business are very not like it's not that they're unprofitable, but they're not super profitable. They have bad margins. But I think that it's going to go from, like, we live within three miles of three AMCs. Like, by the time we're, I don't know, 40, there's probably going to be one AMC in that same radius. Like, there's yeah. definitely an oversaturation of theaters. Yeah. Well, that was, like, the the entertainment. Like, that's what you did. I mean, even... Yeah. I mean, that was how it was, like, a long time ago. But even... You know, when it was VHS and there was no streaming and stuff, like, that was the... Yeah. You know, I mean, that was also what you did with your family. Like, for me, at least, is like, that's what you did mm-hmm. with your family on a Saturday. Like, all right, guys, let's go to the movies. Like, yeah. and midnight showings. I really think if they brought back midnight showings for, like, really, po- like, stuff like Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, all that stuff that are, like, huge, like, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, like, don't give us that 7 p.m. bullshit. Like, it should be those midnight showings again because waiting in line for those, like, you actually had to wait in line outside the theater and they wouldn't let you in until, like, you know, yeah. that certain, like, come on, that was, like, such a big thing. Yeah, I don't know if I would go that far to <laughs> say that because, honestly, like, there is something very nice to get back from work and just be able to go and not have to wait. I think, like, when you're younger, the yeah, midnight's, like, not as big of a deal. But... Yeah, because you're like, I hate to stay up till like, 2 a.m., but also, too, like, I mean, for instance, the last, like, I mean, we've gone to, uh, day, like, opening nights since then, but but I think of, like, Avengers Endgame. Like, if I would have had to wait till midnight for Avengers Endgame, like, I probably would have exploded. <laughs> I just would have been like, come on, man, just give me, like, that. that's, that's like, the best opening night yeah. experience. And then... And the last Harry Potter for me. Yeah, the last Harry Potter wasn't awesome, but okay. also sad. Also sad, but... But like a bit, like it was a fun yeah. theater experience yeah. with people that were there. Okay, we've been talking way too long about this. We can really go on a rant about it. We could have had a whole mini set about this, but but that is not the focus of our episode. We are focusing on the 1978 classic and the 2018 sequel of Halloween. I could go into great detail about how much I hate when sequels from like 40 or whatever years that have the same exact name can't you just give it like another subtitle but i digress yeah like just say like halloween revenge or something like exactly just ugh. okay because it's not a remake it's a and i thought at first here's yeah, how we got yeah, you you pitched it you were like oh it's a remake i'm like no it's not it's a sequel so 
how how we got in this was because we've been told to do horror or scary movies before. Um, John and I are not horror people. I don't go see scary movies all that often. I I'm not well versed on them. I'm not. It's not my fave. And and to clarify, it's not that I don't like scary movies. It's just that a lot of scary movies are just unoriginal and like bland. I'm I mean, not, for me, I'm not a big gore person. And, like, I really have to be in the mood to be scared. Like, it's just not... I, I don't want to sit in the dark and watch a scary movie I all like, the time. Like, ugh. I, when, when things are... I mean, and this isn't an original thought to me, but most scary movies to me are bad. But when a scary movie is good, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no in-between for me, though. There's no, like, real average horror movie yeah i mean maybe my scores contradict this though today so i realize that could be a completely blasphemous statement but by and large i either hate a horror a scary movie or i'm like oh i i like this and i'll watch it again yeah so i we i want to do i mean obviously for spooky season i was like we got to do a scary movie um and there's a lot of classic halloween themed scary movies but there's no better scary halloween movie than halloween it's about halloween night it's a classic Scream Queen movie, and at least for me, I always really liked it, and I always really liked this film series as a kid. But then John was like, why don't we watch the, tw-? you know, they just came out with a new one in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was talking about the one that came out in 2007 or 8. I think 7. That was absolutely awful. It was a remake, and it was really weird, and there was a lot of weird stuff. It was awful. That awful. was the one, it was directed by, like, the lead singer of a rock band, and I can't, I'm going to look it up who it, it is now. It just, like, Mike My- Michael Myers and that just, like, made no sense. Like, they just tried they, – they were thinking way too much into Michael Myers. Like, the- we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about all of this stuff. Oh, that's the one by Rob Zombie, who I don't actually think is the singer <laughs> from a band. Zombie. No, we know. Rob Zombie is an American singer-songwriter. From- I, knew th- I knew this. I don't know who he's a singer of, but yes. Sorry. So I didn't watch the whole thing, but my sister, I remember on Halloween when – I was in high school, so they must have watched it a couple years after it was it came out. But I was going trick or tr- I was with my friends, and then I was she was in the friends with her basement and I, in the basement watching it, and I watched like some of it. And I was like, "This is stupid. This is not <laughs> right. It's bad." Um, and the critics also said it's bad. I think that's the one that has like a six on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's <sighs> okay. So I thought you wanted me to watch that, and I was like, "I'm not watching that." No. So we watched the 2018 version. Pleasant. You know, it was great, great experience. So I think it was exciting to watch something that we both had used. You said you thought you had seen no, Halloween, but you hadn't. Um, I had not seen the 2018 one. No, My, no, I meant the original. The original one. No, I, I have seen it. I just didn't remember chunks of it. Yeah, I think we both had seen it so long ago. Yeah, so. I, I definitely haven't seen it in over 10 years. Yeah. Why don't we go first into movie number one, which is Halloween 1978. John's going to give a little synopsis. Yes. So Halloween 1978 is an American slasher film that follows Michael Myers and his escape from captivity following the murder of his sister when he was six years old. Fifteen years later, he returns home to Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. It stars Donald Pleasance as Loomis, who is the doctor trying to keep Michael in prison, and it is the film debut of Jamie Lee Curtis as the iconic Laurie Stroud. It was directed by John Carpenter, and it was a massive success. Um, it grossed somewhere between sixty and seventy million dollars. There's not an exact figure on a budget of three hundred thousand dollars, 
and it's one of the most successful independent films of all time and was added to the National uh, Library as something that's culturally significant to American culture. It has a 96 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89 audience score. It is an all-time classic that spawned, I, I don't even know how many sequels. Um, and also, it has like created a model for slasher films. Yeah, so it took heavy inspiration from Psycho as a slasher, which was previously considered the iconic. Have you seen Psycho? Psycho, yes, I have. So good. Um, but that before was like the gold standard of yeah. slasher films. And to some people, it still is, but... Halloween, the 1978, is now what a lot of modern horror directors look to when they're doing the slasher genre. Because it is, I mean, there are so many tropes that when you see it, you're like, I have seen that in this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it, one of the most influential pieces of horror movie ever made. And it has, like, one of the most recognizable scores of all time. Like, that piano is just like... Yeah, and you know, like, someone's going to die when that piano starts. And Well, and they use so many different variations of it, too, mm-hmm. where it's not just one theme. And I believe the director, John Carpenter, also was the composer of that song, but I could be wrong on that. Not sure. Not super important. But, yeah, all-time classic. I'm sure everyone has seen Halloween. If you haven't, you really should. I mean, the thing is, we talked about this a lot, like, this, you know— you're watching the same thing if you're watching Psycho. Like Psycho still makes you jump, but it's not like the same thing as watching scary movies that are made in 20. I mean, it was the same thing watching the 2018 sequel versus the 20 the 1978's like yeah. original. The way like the way you jump and like the scariness of it and the like oh like it's a different kind of feeling because obviously it's just so long ago and the way they did things like in those scary movies are different than now. Yeah, and I and think what you that... expect you expect something you. You have this expectation, and the reason why is because they keep going larger and larger every single time. I I think that's a great place to start, and I'll have a question on this later, but watching this, I was surprised by how not really scary it seems, and now maybe that's because, like, I know how it ends and everything, but I didn't have this overwhelming sense of dread when watching this. I mean, so I've seen, like, having seen it before, and I think having seen it, see it as a kid, you're, like, not scared of it anymore because, like, you've seen it multiple times. Um, but I definitely, the the ending scenes for me, like, make me jump. Like, yeah. him getting to the, ki- like, the killing of all the people he kills is not, like, as scary. I mean, yes, when he kills, like, the guy when he, like, yeah. in the door. Yeah, when he, the pins boyfriend. Him, when he pins him up. Yeah, like, that one's the scariest one. But I feel like those ones aren't like they they're like oh gosh like ooh but you're not like, oh whereas when he's trying to when he's trying to kill Lori at the end yeah it's that made me I mean you saw like, I jump I screamed like a couple mm-hmm. times just a little like ah, ah. but I do have to say like the beginning what I felt like my biggest I don't know if it's like a qualm but like, I feel like what I wish that there was in the beginning when you see you know the opening you don't know what's going on. And then it ends up, you know, someone kills this girl and then they take off the mask. Like, Michael, take off the mask, that mask. And then you realize it's an eight-year-old boy. Six. Six Six-year-old boy. And I just don't feel like they let you sit on that long enough. It was very understated. It was just kind of like, oh, yep, that's it, you know. And they just kind of did that, then went straight to the present day. 
Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about how abrupt it was that, so abrupt that change is. And I feel like if it was a movie made today, they would have sat on that. But I also think they may not have done that because, you know, people think so much into why. I mean, that's the whole point of Halloween and Michael Myers. Like, you're supposed to think to yourself, like, what is the psychosis of this person? Are they are they just pure evil? Is there a reason to the re- why they're killing? Like, some people say it's like he kills women, like, attractive women or blonde women because, like, they look like his sister. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or that because, like, or something like he's the antithesis of he does not like condone um sexual activity so people like when but that's been debunked by john carpenter i i guess uh, so i didn't look this up but like has john carpenter ever given a definitive answer to this or does he intentionally keep it ambiguous no i mean like some of the things have been you know they do say like constantly like he's just pure like loomis says Mm -hmm. like he's just evil like there's no reason or there's no rhyme or reason to it but then there's other things that people are like that doesn't make sense because like why is he so intended on you know, I think people have theorized, like, does it have to do... And also, the sequels kind of contradict what they say because there's, like, yeah. some paranormal activity happens, some spiritual things. There's also things where they say that Lori is actually related to him and that's why he's killing her, chasing after her. But I think John Carpenter's original thought was that this has nothing to do with... He didn't have, like, a real reason why he saw her. He was drawn to her to kill her mm-hmm. and hunted her. I mean... Or he just hunted the people, like, he just kills because he that's what he has to do. Yeah. So I don't think that was his, his intent, but then it just kind of turned into that. And, it, you know, people have said different theories throughout the years. But I don't think gotcha. he, like, minds that, obviously. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't know if he had done, like, a, you know, official thing. Because, like you said, that those, which now aren't canon, but all of those sequels, like, did... They, they changed so many, you know, there's so many things they say in those sequels. Like, there's so much spiritual weirdness that happens yeah i do want to say before we get to the second movie i mean we're obviously well away from getting there but i do like the fact that this second movie did like clean all that stuff up and kind of gave the definitive like no he's human like he's (laughs) he's human but they have said like one theory that he hasn't like a bunch of people say like it could be the most that he has that number one He's a sociopath. He feels no remorse, no... Oh, he's for sure a sociopath. Yeah. And then the other thing they say is that he has... Um, is it called, Is it like CIP or... S- he can't... He doesn't, like, feel pain like other people do. Like, he... Do- like... Yeah. So that's what some people have said, that, like, why he can get hit so many times and still get back up. Well, that's, that's definitely the most interesting thing, because across both of these two movies, like, he gets stabbed in the neck. He gets stabbed in the hand. He gets shot. I mean, at the end of Halloween, he gets shot like five times. Yeah, and falls it, out a window. Yeah, like <laughs> he for sure has to. There has to not to psychoanalyze or do all this stuff, but he has to have some condition where he can't feel pain. Yeah, I mean the whole which is a medical con- like it, you said, it's a medical yeah. condition. And what you have to think, I mean, this is the thing is I have to keep reminding myself, like watching that first movie, because at the end you're like, this is stupid. Like he would never survive that. He did not never intended for this to be. I mean, it's, it's crazy that he never, he just intended this to be a one-off movie and yeah. it turned into like 10 movies. There's been maybe nine or maybe nine. I, think, I don't even I think know. this last one was the 11th one and yeah. there's two sequels to yes. the 2018 that are coming. So uh, he intended this, you know, the whole, po- the whole plot of this is the boogeyman, you know, the boogeyman. Yeah, the boogeyman. The boogeyman. And the boogeyman never dies. The boogeyman, like, yeah. you're not afraid of the boogeyman. And that was the whole thing of like, 
Like her last lines are, was that the boogeyman? And Loomis says, indeed it was. So I think it was more so to be like that, you know, like many horror movies end on this kind of like, it's an unresolved, it's resolved, Mm -hmm. but it's unresolved. So we've talked kind of in general about the movie, but are there specifics that you would like to get into? Because I don't think I have particular scenes, but I do have like questions about certain just overarching stuff. I think the entire first half of this movie is very like uninteresting until we get to the night of Halloween. I think it's like mostly just supposed to like build the suspense and build the, build the, you know, like what's going to happen what is he doing? What? Yeah. And, and I think, yeah. And I agree with you. Like, it's kind of like, you can kind of not skip it, but you're like, don't always pay attention too much. But then once you get to like, yeah, the actual night when it all starts happening and he like, and he starts killing off teenagers Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the whole time you're like i don't care about the teenagers all i care about the kids i just care about the kids i'm like please do not kill these children i love these children yeah and and that's that's a great place to start so in both movies he has the opportunity to kill kids and he doesn't is that because well, so they i feel leave... like it's more so like in the set okay i don't really want to go to that too much but like i don't ever feel like he they never leave it they never give you a definitive answer number one and number two, like, most of the time the children just get away by happenstance. Or he's more so focused. Like, I don't think it's not that he wouldn't kill the kids, but he's more so focused on the teenager. Well, but in the in the first one, Lori locks the kids in the one bedroom, mm-hmm. and she goes in the opposite bedroom. We see that he can, he can shove his fist through a door. Like, he could have... Yeah, but he didn't hear, which, like, he was not... He was, like, um, what's called incapacitated at that point. So she, she locked him in there. She opened yeah, up the door... I... And then went into the closet. I don't know. I took... So, this is jumping ahead. I, in the second movie, I was a little confused when they labeled him as a serial killer because he had only killed five people and because there wasn't a pattern. Except yeah, it's for, all was in one night, too. Like, yeah. Except for the one guy. The, one uh, the, the gas station guest. attendant. And, like, yes, his sister he did kill after she was having sex with her boyfriend. And the one person, the the one girl he killed in the second movie was also a girl who had just had sex. But aside from that, there wasn't a clear pattern. And mm-hmm. typically for serial killers, like, they have a pattern that they're looking to fill. Like, in the second one, they label him as a serial killer, and I was a bit confused on that. But now I'm thinking, like, oh, he doesn't kill kids. Like, it's only teenagers. So, I don't know. That's, it's, it's a slightly strange thing. And I'm just wondering if that's how, like, they ex- if they were trying to explain, like, oh, he didn't kill the kids because of that. I mean, also, we have you have to like constantly remember during throughout this movie, he's twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty one. That that's actually a great thing that I. It's want. hard to think about because he's wearing that mask the whole so, time, so you don't like. Yeah, like I think of him he's as a like monster. A, I think of him as like a fifty. Like how he looks in the second movie. That's what I think Michael Myers is like this middle aged man, but I I have a great thing that i was wondering the entirety of the time watching the first movie so they say um he killed his sister at six and then he goes into a prison mental hospital deal yeah never speaks never speaks he doesn't speak for 15 years but yet loomis has developed this deep psychological profile of him despite the fact that he never talks and i'm wondering like how that happened just more so based on like observing him yeah it's just a strange thing that i've always wondered is like he he describes him as like pure evil and all this stuff but like i don't know he it's it's not like a great talking point i've just i've always kind of wondered this yeah 
And I'm not a psychologist, so I, <laughs> I don't know this stuff. I think another thing to talk about is Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, this is quite literally the thing that started her career in movies. Yes, she and had the introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, this was her first movie, and she. I just like kind of want to talk about her performance, and, like what we thought, and like also how different she is from like the you know the Jamie Lee Curtis you think of, you know from all the other movies she's done after this it's like she seems so i don't even know she doesn't even like sound the same yeah she sounds very uh what's the word like i guess here jamie lee curtis when i think of her now is like this very like strong she always badass, plays like, like, like yeah strong. i mean that's what she do- they they put her as is like the 20 in a 2018 yeah. version like it's like it's like jamie lee curtis like you're yeah. like hell yeah she's this very like confident and her character is very very meek in this movie and a, a sidetrack is like but she is very smart yeah she's very she's very cunning she's very resourceful yeah and she thinks on her feet which is the only thing that saves her because her other friends do not her, no, her other, other friends, friends are, are like idiots. yeah they are just oblivious to what's going on and are just dumb but like yeah. she qu- thinks very quickly grabs whatever she can and yeah good I, I think her performance in this is very good, and we were reading about this. Like, she got a bunch of roles, pretty much exclusively played Scream Queen roles yeah. after this because she was so... She's so good at that. Yeah, like... no, no movies that came close to the success of Halloween, but um, she kind of typecast herself for a few years. But, yeah, I thought she was good. It, it is weird, though, because, like you were saying, when you think Jamie Lee Curtis, you don't exactly think of what this is, but... This also is 42 years ago now, yeah. so obviously she has changed a lot in those 42 years. Yeah. Um, I, I did have one thing I wanted to talk about that is messed up, and that is when Michael kills, I don't know his name, but he kills the one guy. The boyfriend. The boyfriend, and then I guess the director was trying to show his sick sense of humor when he puts on the ghost sheet. And that is, like, one of the most disturbing things in this movie. Like, honestly, this movie's not very gory. There's only really blood twice. Oh, yeah, it's more so, like, you see the way... Yeah, the other one is way more graphic. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. But this, I think, is really only radar because of, like, the fact... The killing, but then also, like, the boobs. There's, so. Yeah, there's nudity <laughs> twice. Yeah. Which is... I guess one of the criticisms of this movie is that they thought that was gratuitous, which I kind of agree because they said it would have been PG-13 otherwise. No, yeah. I think, well, and that's why I think people think so much into the um, into the whole sex thing and that, like, he's killed yeah. twice. Um, I, I don't think it has anything to do. I think it's more of a coincidence. Like, they were in that house. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a coincidence. But I think really probably why they did that is because it's the late 70s. Mm-hmm. and they're trying to like make a statement and so it's just kind of like sex sells or like that kind yeah. of stuff yeah I, and they're also showing like you know back then it was like oh yeah the teenagers like they're like smoking pot having mm-hmm. sex drinking like all this stuff like that was just like they were sh- showing that off maybe a lot i don't know and i haven't looked too much into that too much i more so was reading theories last night not gotcha. so much like deep critiques or deep other yeah. things of this i was just like needed to know all the th- after watching this one i'm like what the frick is gonna happen next <laughs> yeah well you know what actually i did have one last thing i wanted to talk about from this movie i do too um so dr loomis 
the the guy who has devoted his life to the rehabilitation and then incarceration of Michael Myers. I, I think that Donald Pleasant does a really good job portraying him, but how stupid his rationale is. Like, he doesn't want the cops to, like, he wants to keep it this big secret. They don't want the the TV and radio to find out as if that's going to make a difference. I mean, there's like a killer on the loose in this town and he's like, got to keep it quiet, got to keep it quiet. But the scene that's the most ridiculous is when they do find that Michael like has killed someone and he's tells the sheriff of the town. He's like, he's three blocks down. I'll walk the front. You walk the back. And it's like, no, why don't you get more cops involved on this? Like at this point, it, I get that in horror movies, like people make stupid choices. Yeah, I get it. But it's absurd. Like, this is the guy who, from observing him for 15 years, knows how dangerous and how messed up this guy is. And he's like, no, me and the sheriff, we got it. We got it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, at this point in this small town, it also doesn't seem like anybody goes trick-or-treating anyway in this town because these kids are inside on Chris on, yes. on Halloween watching a thing. Correct. Like, why the hell are they not just shutting it down and being like, get it's a small-ass town in the 70s. They all know each other. Which, like. Which it is a very funny in the second movie. The sheriff in that movie says, what are we going to do? Shut down Halloween? <laughs> and it's like, yes, that's exactly what like, you should do. I mean, and I think, too, in the second movie, they even play off more of the, like, the small town. Like, especially in the 70s. Like, you, if you lived in a small town, you never locked your doors. You, yeah. You you had your windows open. You, you, the kids can't, you know, kids went over to each other's houses like, no, like, nothing ever happened. But... I think that this, the second movie, they harped on it more of like, <laughs> yeah, lock your doors, but like, <laughs> do it all the time kind of thing. Like, you shouldn't just have your doors lo- like yeah. open, uh, but whatever. But I think the biggest thing that I think, like, I like about this movie, and I think what makes it good is, so like, at the, e- at the end when Lori is struggling, um, and like, one of her, in her, basically her final face off with him, she takes off his mask, and you see his face. Yeah. And then that's when he comes, he, he puts it back on, but right after he put, or maybe, I don't know if it's like during him putting it back or right after, but that's when Dr. Loomis comes and shoots him. It's, he gets the mask down and then and, gets yes. shot. And I think that like cinematically, like thematically, like all that was such a good scene because it's kind of like you, then you realize like how you remember. Cause again, like we were saying, yeah. I keep, keep forgetting how young he is and they, they definitely chose a person that had like a baby face. Like it, yeah. it looks young. And you're like, oh my gosh. And I think it really like hits you in that moment. You don't even have time to react to how young he is to be like, whoa. Because it's the first time you see his face since him being six. Yeah. Yeah. It. I I, I think that something that that scene subtly shows too, and th- this is so stupid and probably not the intention, but him, him lifting up the mask gives Dr. Loomis confirmation like, oh yeah, that for sure is Michael and not some other guy that's mm-hmm. murdering people. I can shoot him. I guess I don't. I don't think I that meant that's so what... more. It's no, no. like more of our like our nature. Like when someone's wearing. A... I mean, this may not be a new thing, but like when someone's wearing a mask on Halloween, like we're yeah. so much more willing to. I guess it's just more of like our humanity of like, oh yeah, like that's not a person. That's just a being, and they're yeah. awful. I'm not. And not saying he's not an awful person, but like I think it's that shows you like, oh wait, yeah, he is a person. Yeah. With probably like severe mental issues. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you 100% on that. Yes. The mask also, too, we can't go without saying this. It is a uh, Captain Kirk mask painted white from Star Trek, very infamously. 
I'm not sure why that's what they chose, but I know it wasn't the first choice. Mm. It was going to be something else originally. So it is William Shatner's face. It's haunting. It is very haunting. It's iconic. And as we see in the second movie, it ages horribly. What do you mean? Like, oh, like remember the... in the second movie, it's like kind of cracked. But I think that's more so. That's like to make it even more like. I know. Well, it's 40 years old. It's, yeah. It just looks like. I feel like it'd be worse oh. if it was actually 40 years oh. old. That's Halloween, the original. To segue into the next one, I would like to just bring up some of the ridiculousness that happens. So Halloween 2, pretty good. They're in the hospital, and he's chasing Lori throughout a hospital. Really great, like, you know, great hollow, like horror trope. Then it starts to get really ridiculous because that's when they, like, bring in these weird things about how, like, the mask is what gives him power and immortality and... The fact that um, that there's, like, some kind of, like, religion or cult that he's in or that, like, they wait, took control okay, of it. Wait, wait, wait. That sounds familiar to me. Yes. Definitely no, seen that Or one. there's the one where this, they, they say that they were, that this cult. So that, that was one where it was a mask. Another one said that it was this cult that was taking children and using them to sacrifice humans for the afterlife. And like sacrifice, I don't know if it's for the afterlife, but they would they were using little children. He was one of them. He was the first like experiment, and so then like he then they used him as like the shrine kind of thing. My favorite ones that are bad but so good is when he finds out that he has a niece, and he goes and tries to kill the niece, um, who's like a foster family and stuff, and then she does escape but in the next movie they're linked somehow and she has killing tendencies and she's like eight okay they're like great but they're so bad so while anna was talking i was trying to do a quick just like rotten tomatoes of like all the halloween franchise and i can't get all of them because they're ridiculous but they went from the first one in 78 to the second one it went from like a, a 96 rotten tomato score to a 32 and it also went from making $70 million to making 25 Yeah. I like, mean, it had a massive drop-off. This 2018 version is the, is the most... Yes, yeah, the highest grossing of all next, of them. No, I thought it was next to. Uh, unless there's one I don't know about. I, when, when I do this, oh, I'll and, say how oh, much they said without inflation. Oh, oh I guess without, if you, you check yeah. inflation, it could change. But, yeah, I just wanted to go through those. I would love to hear from other people, like, which of the ridiculous ones. I never, I've never seen H20 Halloween... 20 years later with so would that be Paul Rudd. 98? Yeah. i never seen that one. Um, I can't imagine that's good. No. But Paul Rudd plays the, the kid grown up. The kid she babysits grown up. Oh. Pretty sure that's one that's Paul Rudd's interesting. in. And there's like... H20 Halloween. And then there's the remakes that are awful. And then there's... Then we get to... Then we're in 2018. 40 years later. H20... That one made $75 million. It has really bad scores. I don't think that's the one with Paul Rudd. Oh, never mind. I no, missed... that's with Joseph Gordon-Levitt Oh, and LL Cool J, apparently. Interesting. I misspoke then. Uh, Paul Rudd is in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers from 1995. Oh, he might be in the one with the girl. with the, with the the He's the one from 1995 that has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, he might be in the one with the with the niece. Okay, I know those ones are really bad. You, you are right, though, that he was one of the kids who was yes, being babysat. Yes, I know he is. I know I'm... And that's the one that the actor who played Loomis came back for, and that might have been the last movie he ever did. It was. It was like, it ended his storyline. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, he died later that year. Like, I'm, I mean, like, literally the last movie he ever did. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Sad. Now we're in 2018, and Danny McBride comes along and is like, see ya! <laughs> Seven sequels. It's time to restart, and this disregards every single sequel, even Halloween 2. Which, even Halloween 2. Yes. Yeah, this is a direct sequel to Halloween. Direct sequel to Halloween 40 years later. So, yes. John, give us a synopsis. Okay, so Halloween 2018, as Anna said, picks up 40 years after the murders Michael Myers committed on Halloween night in the first film. And on this night, 40 years later, he returns to the town of Haddonfield. After a life living in paranoia, Laurie Stroud is waiting for her longtime foe and has been preparing for his return for her entire life. This movie retcons all of the sequels that have taken place in between this, so forget everything you know about Halloween. Forget everything I just said. I also would recommend watching these right back to back because then it is very interesting watching them back to back. It is. I so liked interesting. it. I loved it. Also, we didn't mention this for the first one. It's not streaming anywhere, but you can stream it for free on Roku with ads. Yeah. And honestly, not that many ads. Yeah, there weren't that many. Like, it was a very pleasant experience for free. So if you're looking to watch it, we did have to rent this one for three ninety nine. For three ninety nine, which I was totally fine with. Finishing up the synopsis, it has almost an entirely new cast. But Jamie Lee Curtis reprises her role as Laurie. It had a budget of between ten and fifteen million dollars, but it grossed two hundred and twenty-five million dollars at the box office. It notably was produced by Blumhouse, who are the masters of making cheap movies and just making a shit ton of money on them. Yeah. Um, it has a seventy-nine critic score and a seventy audience, making it the second highest-rated Halloween movie behind the original. Uh, most people praised it as a return to form for the franchise, and there are two sequels currently in the works. Ironically enough... Well, uh, the sequel... One of the sequels is already done. Yeah, one of the sequels is always done. It was supposed to come out, like, three days before that when we recorded yeah. this. So we're recording on October 19th, and it was supposed to come out on the 16th. So yeah. We, yeah, we're, we were right... I, I did not... We were <laughs> not supposed to do this movie this week, so it's funny that it just works out that way. Yeah, so... Um, this was a really enjoyable modern horror movie to watch and like it took a ton of cues from the original but it put twists on them where like something michael did before laurie did this time or maybe someone entirely different and i mean there was a massive twist in the middle of this movie that i did not see coming yeah so let's let's dive in so this movie mostly centers around Lori's family. So her daughter, her strange relationship with her daughter, and then her granddaughter, who she um, doesn't have much contact with, but like has more is has more sympathy towards her grandmother. Yeah, they seem to have more in common, and her granddaughter definitely plays more of a role that like Lori played in the original. Not that she's the same kind of. Well, and the thing is, I think they, they did a good job of, like, kind of setting it up to be all about, the like, I was like, oh, it's all going to be the daughter. It's all going to be daughter and her friends. And it was some of it, but it they did a good job of, like, not making it exactly what you thought it was going to be. Correct. Like, most horror movies don't usually catch me off guard, with a few exceptions. But, like, I generally was surprised by the plot that this movie took in a couple different ways. I mean, I just think this was a, like, overall, if I'm going to talk about, I just, not being a big horror movie fan, like, I do like the, like, some of the, and I haven't seen all the classics and stuff, but, you know, I do like 
Halloween, and I think it was more so because it is such a palatable horror film. You know, I like, I think it is a very palatable 2018 scary movie because a problem that I have is like, they're just way too gory and way too messy. Yeah. And there's just no need for this senseless violence. And this movie does, does get gorier. There, I mean, you, there's more, not really, I guess not really blood, but like more so like. I was going to say that you see someone's head get stomped open like a pinata. Yeah, I know. But you don't see like the blood as much. Like I, I'm, I'm happy for that. Like I don't, I never felt like I, I, there was one time like for that I did close my eyes, but it's just like, I don't need that. I can be entertained and scared without that. Yeah. And I felt like they, it was a good job. Like, they kept the tone very similar to the original. One one thing I loved about this, and I'm really glad we watched back to back, but in the first movie, they make it very, very obvious when Michael is going to kill someone. You hear that deep breathing in the background, and you can usually see him, like, you can see his mask in the background before he kills someone. In this movie, they get rid of the breathing. Well, you, wait, no, here. You know that he's something that someone's gonna die. With the you music. just don't know who and like wh- how exactly as yeah. much. Like it's it's way more. I mean, I that's what I'm saying is they do play such an homage like to the original because they there's so many things that are saying like so the granddaughter goes to a Halloween dance but her best friend is babysitting. Of course, they still have like the similar relationship of mm-hmm. how Lori had with the boy that she was babysitting. Of it's like you're my favorite. Like. You're the, like, you know, just messing with each other. And this child, everyone, I would die. I'm not, not to be dramatic or anything, but I would die <laughs> for this child. The He is the highlight of this film. He is such a, Light. I don't, don't want to say, like, comedic relief, because he's definitely not comedy. It's funny. Yeah, but but he is this kind of light. It's the funniest part. It's like this oasis in the middle of this terrible yeah. stuff that's going on. And the scene where Michael's in their house you're just like, I do not kill this kid. Do not kill this kid. Do not kill okay, this kid. And they never, okay, so here, I'm just gonna, and I've skipped so much. I'm not gonna go plot by plot with this. We're also doing two movies. There's no way we can do this. So if you really are interested in this, I just recommend you watch it. It's it, also like, both these movies are an hour and a yeah. half. They are quick. Yeah, quick. So I just think, yeah, if you like, you, if you're looking for a Halloween movie to watch and you haven't seen this, I highly recommend. But so basically in this, I just think this scene is like a big one because it, th- this is when it starts with like the twists and turns yeah. like keep happening for me at least. But the child is like, the, there's someone in my room. There's like a scary man in my room and she goes Ugh. up there. And so, you know, he's in the closet because the closet, like that's where he keeps looking. Yeah. And then like, she says she looked everywhere in the room and she comes out and she's like, yeah, I looked everywhere. And then. Like you, so I thought that when they went downstairs, he left the room and went to the hallway or something. Yeah. So then, whatever. I'm not gonna describe this the way it happened, but she tries to close the closet door and like goes and like it won't close, and then suddenly it opens. It's like bah! and he just stabs her, and it's like oh, <laughs> I was like screaming, and then I just went immediately to do not like boy run away run away run away. Yeah, I mean the the closet. I didn't think that he left the room. I thought he was in there the whole time. But still, when she's closing the closet and I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, like he I, like I didn't know how they were going to do it, but I knew they were going to do it. And I still was caught off guard. Yeah. I was like, oh, like it just uh, it, it got me. Got me. The, but yeah, like they, they do mirror like the things of 
you know, the kid, you know, the kids beat the babysitting. But here's the other thing. The problem is they don't tell you if the child actually survives. I mean, they don't tell you he dies. So you, you assume, spoiler alert, like, He's he, in the next movie. He's in the next movie. So thank God, guys, he did not die. <laughs> I would have just not been okay. <laughs> yeah. I. Well, so I want to talk about the big twist in this movie. Yeah. Since, since we're jumping around and because yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's fine. So, also, his kill count, like, goes. Oh, my God. His kill count goes from, I looked it up. He goes from five in the first movie, um, including his sister, to, I think, 18 in this movie or 19. Total or just in this movie? Just in this movie. Oh, wow. Oh, no, yeah. total throughout the franchise, we can... Well, I mean, the franchise now technically is just these Yeah, no, no, movies. this is just this movie. Like, I think it's 19. Yeah, so... Um, He's just killing people, killing people, killing. So, in this movie, the character of Dr. Loomis uh, has been replaced. He has a new doctor, don't know his name, doesn't matter. So, much like in the first movie, Michael Myers breaks out of being in prison or a prison mental facility. They, they never really, it's not a prison. It's The a, bus was on the way to a different facility yeah. because they were cutting his funding because they didn't want to learn any more about him. Correct. And so, everyone was low offenders besides him. Yeah. And the bus lost control and crashed. And Now, they escaped. say they say that Michael overpowered the security guard and then killed the driver, but... I don't know if that's actually what happened yeah. after you see the twist in this movie, which is um, they capture. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Skip the skip if you don't want to hear Oh, yeah, twist. yeah. Please, please skip. Like, skip. Yeah, like you should a... definitely, like, say, like, when we start talking about, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true because this movie actually is new. Yeah. So, well, newish. Newish. There's a good chance people haven't seen this movie. But they, the sheriff, the doctor, and Lori's granddaughter capture Michael. That's after the sheriff runs Michael over well, with his like car. Capture. She he ran him over the car. He was gonna go, get out and kill him. Okay, so the doctor goes to check Michael's pulse and says, "Oh, he's he's dead. He's dead." The sheriff comes out and was ready to shoot him to like make sure he was dead because the sheriff has knows that he yeah. just doesn't Be, die. Oh, oh, for reference, the sheriff was a rookie on the force. He was the first. No, he was the first responding deputy. Yeah. But, but he was young on the force, yeah. so he's it works out time wise. So the sheriff was going to shoot him because he knows like this this is not good, and the doctor's like no 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 he's already dead he's already dead and he used something like oh we want to study his brain or some BS, but then the doctor stabs the sheriff in the neck and kills him because you find out one Michael's not dead, two. They heavily implied that the doctor is the real reason that that bus was overtaken because well, he wants... Well, there's many theories. There's some theories that say that, like, actually Lori caused the bus crash because she wanted well, to face Well, because she was, like, stalking the bus, yeah. right? So, I the thing is, the whole, the whole, like, a lot of theories, there were a lot of theories that said that Dr. Loomis was actually obsessed with Michael and he wait in the a new bad, doctor or the old doctor? The old doctor. There were theories, and so oh. they basically like turned it on its head and actually showed that in this movie, which I think is really cool. Gotcha. And basically, his obsession with him of, of thinking he was special, and also also thinking that he was special to Michael. Like, no, bitch, you're not special to Michael. No one's special. No to one's Michael. special. Also, well, do you think he's not like a doctor that's been watching him in a prison for? 40 years i do think there is someone special to michael and i do think that is laurie like i now i don't like what this second doctor said where he's like we've never got to observe him in an open environment and we 
and he said something like maybe it's his desire for lori that keeps him alive like he did say that i don't know if i necessarily agree with that but i do think that lori is the only person that he cares about at all okay so my theory and we haven't even gotten to like the final scenes of like where they face off which is like, i don't even know what i'm gonna count for spoiler just talk <laughs> bad ass like her house badass death trap death trap and if we're just gonna go like i just want to get more sort of theories because the theories of this are i just went into like i could not stop reading about them last night so let's just get to the point like basically like obviously michael gets to her house duh and um somehow also the granddaughter's getting away at the same time like there's just so much happening with the granddaughter there there was a lot going on yeah so they face off, and the whole thing is, like, you also find out, like, the traumatization, if that's a real word, yeah, traumatization that Lori's daughter went through because Lori just was constantly, like, had so much um, PTSD and paranoia and that she was, like, over-preparing and just preparing for the time he came back. And so had, like, really traumatized her daughter of, like, she knew how to shoot a gun at, like, seven. She knew how to do this. And so, basically, like, they're in the basement, and she's like, I know you always thought this was my cage, but it's not. And then, at the end, when he, like, it's, it's like, a little bunker, and the end, when they push Michael into the bunker, and she's like, it's not a cage, baby, it's a trap, and it's like, bang, 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 bang. And you're like, oh, shit, the whole house is a trap. It's not a cage. Damn. Like, yeah, that was what was going it, through my mind. That was my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so uh, in case you didn't pick up on that, they lock him in the basement and burn him alive. Yeah. Or so we think. So we think. So we think. Yeah, her house is, like, that revelation is wild. Wild. Like when you see when you see her like press that button and you start hearing like the gas humming, you're like, oh shit! Like, well, and it's funny because John said we were watching the, when she's walking to the house and was like, so much wood paneling. Yeah, and so- I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess it's just like a stylistic choice. She's in like a cabin in the woods, I guess. Well, and, and then- with with like forty five minutes left in this movie, I was like, I think I know how this movie ends, and I was right. I I thought she was gonna light her house on fire. I don't know. I don't know if I ever vocalized that to you, but yeah. in my head, I'm like, there's so much wood. This is weird. And I get that it's like very 70s and that, but I was like, she's definitely going to light her house on fire. <laughs> I mean, okay. So yeah, like basically that's the ending. You don't know if he died or he lived just like the first one. And the the three, the three protagonists, I would say, I guess, like are the three of them. Like the family, the family gets away. The three of them. Great. Cool. So, here are the theories. Wait, did Lori's son-in-law die? Yeah. Remember? He killed him. Like, he walked outside. Yes, yes, you're right. And then you're... he put him in the then he put him in the closet, and so the same thing happened yeah. where she saw, she opened up a closet, and there was a dead guy. Yeah. That she cared Sorry, about. Sorry, I for a second I was like, why wasn't he in that car? And it's because he was dead. Mm-hmm. Barely even mourned his death. I mean, they're really shocked. I, mean, I can't yeah, that's say the thing. about you, that. You have so... I mean, not that I know from experience, but you have so much adrenaline going through you. There's, that, like, just nothing. I mean, oh, they God. won't process that for, like, a week. Yes. So, here are my theories. After reading other people's... Like, <laughs> this is my original thought, but I agree with these people. I don't think that he cares... Michael does not give a shit about Lori. He did not... The only reason why he gets to Lori is because Lori, you can even, and here's, okay, we can say 
there's two things. You can either say, on one end, maybe she didn't directly lure him to her, but you can also say on one end that she actually directly did because she was, she's been waiting for this and, like, built her house like this yeah. her whole life. Like, she wants to kill him. And she said that multiple times, like, I'm wanting to kill him. I've been getting ready to kill him my whole life. But even if she didn't specifically lure her him to her, he got out and he wasn't looking for Lori. He just went back to the freaking his hometown. He didn't know if Lori was still living there or alive or whatever. He wasn't specifically looking for Lori. He just killed what was ever in his path. He's just gotcha. a killing machine. Who brought him to Lori? The doctor. Like he would yeah. not have gotten there if it wasn't for that. I don't think he was on that way of getting there. He all those houses he went to had nothing to do with Lori. I mean, yeah. by by like I think by chance that had to do with the daughter. But they're just teenagers. They all go to a small school. They all know each other. Now, I was going to save this question for later, but I do want to ask it now because I think it's relevant because about this doctor. Obviously, like, Michael inherently is a monster. I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah. Is it made worse by his doctors? Because after both movies, I think it 100% is made oh, worse by them. Oh, my God. He's a freak that they just watch. Yeah, he's a lab rat. Yeah, I mean... And he's in isolation. Not that I have any sympathy for Michael Myers. Oh, no. However, I think it is amplified. I mean, but also, like, I guess that just shows you, like, modern psychology and, like, that kind of stuff is, like, and this, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, like, you don't, a child kills someone, like, there's obviously, like, so, I don't know. I mean, and it's, we're not thinking about, like, the psychosis of him. Like, no, no, You no, don't no. need to go in depth. But, yes, that's the biggest theories that people say, like, actually... This movie has nothing to do with with him hunting Lori. Like, that happens in the first movie. He has a fascination with her. That's it. But it, he has, like, it has nothing to do with her until she makes it about her. Well, so it's it more so seems that he's put into, like, a maze. That it has one outcome. Whether Lori's forcing it that way or the doctor's forcing it that way, like, they have both put him into yeah. a maze. And then you can also argue that Lori made this happen like push this to happen because she's like it's kind of like you could also just argue that the 2018 version is Lori hunting him rather than him hunting Lori. Yeah, I I I definitely agree with that because from the moment she learns that he's there like she doesn't want it to end on the other way. Like she wants to be the one that kills him. Well, and she, her her daughter even says like you're not trying to hide from him. You want him to come here. Yeah. You want him to be here because she wants to be the one to kill him and to be the one to finish Correct. it. Which makes sense. Now, what roles do the British podcasters play in all of this? Because they... I think they were just a segue to start the film. Yeah, but That's like... That's all. I'm still unclear. I'm very unclear how they were able to get his mask from the Justice Department. Very weird thing that that well, they would be able to get. And there are some theories that he didn't actually die. Like, she definitely did. But, like, he obviously had his head, like slammed into a stall 12 million times i think he died i mean but I don't like know there's survived. some there's some theories that he could be alive i don't know and like continue but yes like it kind of so that's what just like made me even think is like oh like how in the first movie like you always think it's an obsession with Lori, but is it more so just like he's just killing to kill and like she's just honestly in the same path that he was in well and i think that's the i think that's the fascination with michael myers since he doesn't talk you, we have no idea, like, yeah, what he wants. Yeah, we, we have... We just know he wants to kill. 
Yeah, like he hasn't talked in... Being who and why, I have no clue. He's been in captivity, save for a couple days, for 55 years, and he hasn't talked at all. Like, we don't know if he is just, you know, just a bulldozer, and if you're in my way, I'm going to kill you, or Mm -hmm. if if it is targeted and that. And that's, I think, why, like, this franchise, I think that it's going to go on in some form forever, because you can keep... I mean, you can keep talking about this till you're blue in the face. Like, no one knows. No. Yeah, no one knows. Um, But, like, if we're going to talk about the next one. So, the next one, they're bringing back the two children from the original. The boy, Tommy Doyle, will be played by the original actor. Yeah, I remember we were reading that last night. That's really cool. So, we'll see. And, you know, there's all these theories, like, what's going to happen? Are they going to, you know, mirror Halloween 2 and have the next one happen in a hospital? Is he going to die? You know, another thing could be like, does he, does he win next in the next movie? Does he win and kill Laurie? And then does the, does Halloween ends have to, you know, surround around her daughter and her granddaughter? Yeah. I mean, I I really, I would like to see a movie where he wins. Sad, but it'd be a, a plot twist. It's a question though. Like what is winning really for him? I mean, he always because, gets away, and he because, always ends up killing people, because, so... Because, like, if winning for him is killing Lori, then that kind of debunks our whole theory that he's not after Lori. It was already broken. Uh, kind of. No, you broke that. Like, <laughs> if he kills Lori, and that's winning, that that debunks our whole thing, that it's not about Lori. So, I mean, I think, always, I I so, think it has to center around Lori, but I think that, like, the, the notion that he cares about Lori... I think that they both, like, they're both messed up by that night. Like, mm-hmm. they're both entangled from that night forever. And basically what they're saying in this film is, that, like, it's they're going to be entangled until one of their demise. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm thinking... Because she's so traumatized, she can't get over it, and he's so evil, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, like, I can't imagine if he kills Lori, that then he's, like, it- it's over. That, that for him, it's like he's at peace or anything. No, it's not going to be over. Yeah. And, I just and, meant like, it's like he finally, like, I, I don't see, I don't see them going three movies and Lori living all three. I think she's definitely the easier one to kill. Yeah. Than him. Well, duh. Okay. At the end, I had my own little theory that she was going to, okay. But I think that's because I was ruined by the whole niece thing. Oh, she yeah. She kept showing her, the granddaughter, holding With the, the knife. knife. And I was like oh my gosh, maybe she, like, gets the, like, liking for killing and, like, she's a serial killer and then she, like, is evil. But, no, that didn't happen. Well, so, so my thing is, like, I mean, obviously we're both excited for the sequels. Like, I actually, I'm pretty sure that I will see the next one in theaters, which I I never would have guessed. Yeah. But I don't, because of how ridiculous this franchise has gotten at points, pretty much every movie except for these two, I don't know what a successful sequel looks like without them. There's a really fine line, and if they get off that line, it just torpedoes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they're going to let that happen. I think the success of the yeah, these two movies, like, they... It's obviously going to be ridiculous. I mean, he, he never dies. I mean, that's the thing. is like, if he, he survives being in that fire, like... There's no way, like, you know, we have to suspense our dis Like, the suspension yeah, of disbelief yeah. has to be there. But I don't think, I'm not saying they're going to be, um, like, as good as 
you know, the first one or the sequel, but I don't think that they're going to go to the ridiculousness that they had done in the past. Yeah, I'm just, and the thing is, we really don't have a trailer for it. We just have that little snippet of them driving away in the car and the fire trucks going and Lori yelling, no, let him burn. Yeah. Um, so we really, we have no clue what this movie is going to look like because we have no footage, even though it's a done movie. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm cautiously optimistic because as we've seen this franchise, like it can go very wrong. Yeah. It can go very wrong. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited though. And I hope that, I hope that next year at Halloween time that we'll be in the theater for it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't like seen a scary movie during like Halloween ish. I mean, I have, I guess there's been a couple, but like I've kind of been dragged there with people. Not yeah. so much like I really want to go and I'm excited for this. So It'll be fun. I'm happy to be excited about a scary movie. Yeah, I can count on one hand scary movies that I've seen in theaters. <laughs> I've seen, it's definitely more than one hand, because when you're a teenager, you go with your friends all the time. Maybe not you, I guess, but. No, not not me. But I feel like I, oh, there were so many movies I saw in theaters, like, with my friends, because like, oh, we have to go see the paranormal activity in theaters, or like. Like the Paranormal pur- Activity like the, 4. The, the Purge. I've never seen The Purge. You've never seen any of The Purges? No, I, uh, I have no, absolutely no the, interest the first in being one's, scared of like the that. The first one's okay, but it's once you've seen one, you've seen them all. No. And they get really... I, I don't need to. I don't need it. I don't need it. All right. Well, that is Halloween in 1978 and 2018. Thanks for bearing with us, and thanks for listening to all the fun theories. And if you're just joining us because you didn't want to hear all the spoilers, uh, we're going to get to the ratings now. Yeah. So, uh, as with all double features, we do them both at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think it's more interesting that way. So, I guess I'll start. I'm going to give the 1978 Halloween an 88, and I'm going to give the new one an 82. Wow. I was going to say... 88 and then you said 88 so yeah i'm gonna give the 1978 version an 88 it's an all-time classic yeah it's you know it started this phenomenon i mean obviously it's kind of like we aren't you know we weren't alive in 1978 so i feel like it is kind of hard sometimes there are those differences we're like okay yeah like we've seen horror movies that come after that so what we want is not exactly what is given to us but I really do appreciate the greatness of it. kind of want to change my score to live in a little higher after saying that. I'm going to say, okay, final score, 92. Dang. <laughs> after talking about that. Okay, and then the 2018 version, I'm going to give a 78. I think it was really, really good, but I think more so it's like my excitement because of the first one. It's not yeah. like on a standalone. I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah, and I also... And like the some of the weird... Some of the scenes are like the yeah. acting was weird, and they like went a little over the top on the teenager stuff and... Well, and, you know, that's the thing that I think that the new one benefits and also is hurt by the fact that it draws so much from the original um, because of how tropey some of the stuff from the original yeah. has become. Like, when movies are that influential, it can hurt them in a sense because you see so many things do it afterwards. Yeah. So, uh, one last thing about the original that is so impressive to me, that movie was shot in May of 1978 and came out in October Oh my that God. movie was shot, edited, and finalized okay, well, I'm in, glad in I four put, months. I'm glad I put my like my score <laughs> even higher now because that is awesome. Yeah, it's it's 
we're so used to the modern movie timeline where it's like takes six months to shoot and it takes a year to edit and final cut and here's the thing is it does not look i mean there's definitely some things that aren't um super like there's times where he's just like laying perfect (laughs) (laughs) after falling and like you know there's some things that obviously like that could be the that could be the 70s or that could just be like the the low budget but it doesn't look low budget to me no no it really doesn't there aren't that many characters and there there aren't that many like you know sets either but it it does look really good yeah yeah for when it was made so but we we loved both of these movies and are excited for ones to come yes okay so today's top five we decided to do our top five scariest movies that we've seen and i want to preface this because as I've said multiple times, we are not horror movie people. So I have not seen things like The Exorcist. I've never seen The Ring. Um, I've never seen many of the scariest movies that people like. I have not seen the newest. It Like, I just, it's going to be, might be disappointing to you all. But just so you know, this is a hard yeah. one. But I think, I guess it'll give you an insight to what actually scares us. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think that, uh, you know, it, this was a hard list to make because I really had to scour like horror lists and be like okay what have i seen and what's like actually scary and not just you know tradition traditionally like dreadful or something i don't know yeah or i guess it's like just trying to think of like when i mean some of these things i haven't seen yeah, in a while so, so, some of this and so stuff... it's kind of like oh am i going off like what was scary at the moment i saw it or like when i still think about it is it scary like i don't know yeah and i think that for a couple of these on my list, it, it was very much the point in my life where I saw it where, you know, if I'm eight years old and I see something, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be marginally scary than yeah. if I'm 22 and watch something. I like feel like I just I remember the first time seeing all of these like so vividly. So yeah. I think that was a big thing for me, too. But um, I'm going to start with my honorable mention. I don't know if you have one. I have one. Yeah. So. I'm going to start with the movie that scarred me most as a child, and it is Signs. Um, I will never forget the, the like, the hand under the door. And yeah. The, and, like, ah, uh, I don't know. That movie, My I don't know why my parents thought it was a good idea to have a six-year-old or, like, a five-year-old. I don't know how old it was to watch that movie, and I've never seen it since. I will not see it. You can't convince me ever to watch that movie again. So, so yep, I hate I, that. I um, <laughs> with Signs, I considered it, but I'm like you, where I saw it, I was young. I was at like a sleepover in third or fourth grade, and we watched Signs for some inexplicable reason. Is that M Night Shyamalan? Yes. Yes. Okay. Also, is the Village M Night Shyamalan? Because that movie <sighs> that might be also makes me think. Like, I don't know why I put those two together. I think they came out around the same time, and again, I was very young. My parents my parents aren't even scary movie people i don't know why we were watching them but that one also scarred me did you ever see the village it sounds really familiar it's like the village is also m night yes okay. i have seen i hate this movie yeah it's, it's ass. but that's the thing is like why were we watching all these m night Shyamalan movies when we were like six so that's just all i have to say about those and those are my two honorable mentions i guess so my honorable mention isn't a movie i'd consider particularly scary but it did leave me with such an unsettling feeling and i do think i think it's nearly a perfect movie just for the record i just couldn't put it on my list Mm -hmm. uh and that is silence of the lambs there are four or five scenes in that movie that legitimately make me shudder when i think about it yeah 
And it's it has nothing to do with Hannibal Lecter. It's all with Buffalo Bill, the serial killer who like wants to make a skin suit and be a woman. Like the scene where he's singing "Goodbye Horses" and dancing is just one of the <laughs> like most creepy things I've okay, ever seen. You, so you, there's no like, but Hannibal Lecter never gives you those vibes because like um sometimes when he's talking about the things, I don't know. I mean, I n- think about not as much. I think that actually no, there is a Hannibal scene that does creep me out. It's when he cuts the other guy's face off and puts it on as a mask, like that. Yes, sorry. So that does. But I wouldn't say that that movie scares me because no. I, I do watch that movie more often than a normal person should. I I really love that movie. Um, Remember it, the first time we watched it? Did we watch it in Spain? No, that was not one. That of was those. American Psycho. We watched American Psycho in Spain, but the first time we watched it, we were in high school and we watched it in my basement. Yeah, I don't even know why. I think it was just on Netflix, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we both haven't seen this movie. It's like a really, it's, it's you know, it's like a, yeah. it's a good movie." And we watched it, and I was like, "I don't want to go to bed." <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get on to your number five. Yeah. We talked a lot about our honorable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> you know, it's just that's what I'm saying is like the scariest movies of all time have so much like, like deep. <laughs> deep set deep impact yeah deep impact on you not on my list um so my number five is a quiet place i had to get this on my list because i remember seeing like seeing that that movie number one was a must see in theaters like you had to experience that in theaters i saw it like two months before you in theaters and you just didn't you like couldn't find people to go with you or something no i just couldn't like convince myself at first because it honestly was very okay it's it scared me okay i was i was terrified and the jumps from that because of the silence that you have to endure before the before this this and you can hear like you i bought popcorn i didn't eat like any of it because i felt so awkward like eating the popcorn so I saw that movie opening weekend in St. Louis when I was in college still, and my theater was filled. I mean, it was a packed theater. No one was eating popcorn. Oh, I mean, no, we... because because everyone was so self conscious. Like people can hear me chewing. Yes. Now earlier we said movies that we would go to theaters to see. Yeah. During now, if they re-release Quiet a Quiet Place in theaters, I'd go and see that again. Oh yeah. Wild. I mean, it's also a fantastic movie fantastic acting and it is a the only scary movie i've ever seen in my life that i literally bawled my eyes out at the end like i could not stop crying and it's it's hard because it's so silent and you're trying not to sob and then (laughs) it's just too much that's another i i hate bringing this up another movie that like a quiet place 2 was supposed to come out in march yeah ugh sucks i was so excited and they were they added my one of my favorite actors and killian murphy to the cast and i was like dang it i really want to see that yeah so that's my number five i had to it's just like the jumps in that one i think are the biggest i had because i mean from what i'm trying to remember i think those are the biggest jumps just because of like the the concept of it in general what's interesting is like i don't consider that a horror movie necessarily it's like a thriller to me because i don't i don't i was not scared by anything in that movie i just was very anxious I mean, I think it was more so of a... I mean, it's about a monster. Yeah. And it's scary. It's meant to scare you. I I don't know. I think, like, Don't Breathe was, like, scarier than... Okay, I did not put Don't Breathe on there. That movie never ended. Is that on your list? That <laughs> no, next? no, it's not on my Wait, list. <laughs> that movie, I saw that in theaters, dragged by the same pe- person that dragged me to uh, A Quiet Place, Kennedy. Um, <laughs> And she literally i that movie just never ended like you thought it was done and it just didn't end and i'm just sitting there like 
I've, that's, that is, I should have put on my list because I was like this, like, you know, when you have your, your, your sweatshirt on and I was just pulling it so tight so I didn't have to like see the things (laughs) that were happening because that movie is not good, not good, but scary. My number five is Blair Witch Project. Never seen it. (laughs) It started the trend of things like paranormal activity with quote unquote found footage Blair Witch Project, the first time you see it, is one of the most off-putting things ever. So it's about these people who go to the woods, to, and there's, like, a witch there. Uh, horrifying. I will probably never watch it again unless I'm, like, in a situation where someone, like, forces me to watch it. Yeah, I wanted to get Paranormal Activity on my list to talk about, like, just Ugh. being in high school and how, like, much that was, like, such a thing. And at first it was scary, and then you're like, haha. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get on my list. Obviously, Blair Witch is a much better movie oh, than I'm, Paranormal heard, Activity. Uh, it's the like the first time you see it, it is messed up. Okay, um, my number four is Insidious. Seen it one time in a basement at a sleepover. Never again. I'm absolutely hated that. The ending was traumatizing. So, good night. I don't like that movie. It's I'm gonna, scary. I'm going to hold my thoughts. <laughs> it's a good movie. It scares the I'm shit out of me. I'm going to hold my thoughts. Uh, my number four is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Never seen it. <laughs> uh, a, a villain that can literally come into your dreams. Yeah, that is messed up. It's messed up. Horrifying. I don't and, need to see that. Also, I don't need to see that. Like, it is... Uh, they actually... The, have you seen the Rick and Morty episode where there's like... a they do like the inception no make fun of no uh, they make fun of nightmare on elm street too you get the gist of it from that episode but yeah it is horrifying and you literally don't want to sleep after the first time you see a nightmare on elm street yeah that's i'm okay with it, it does its job it's horrifying <laughs> my number three is the most recent movie on my list i mean i already had a quiet place which was most recent but us John was not scared. I mean, John, you can like you he can vouch for how scared I was by that movie. I just think like the concept was very unsettling for me. The acting and like how the um what are they called? The tethered. The tethered acted was very stressful for me. <laughs> I still like think about it and I'm getting stressed thinking about it. And the problem with that movie too is like you have to think so much at the end, um, after you're done to unravel what you just saw. Yeah, it just it it bothers me, and it was a very good movie. But I would much rather watch Get Out because I don't have to think about it as much. I mean, it's a lot to still think about because uh, Jordan Peele is literally messed up in the mind, genius, but messed up for yeah. what he comes up with. But Us was just too much. It just messed me, messed with my mind. Us is not on my list, but that movie is even more unsettling. The, like on rewatch, I've never rewatch. I won't rewatch it. I John was making fun of me because I was so scared. But she, who, um, what's her name? L- L- Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, she was terrifying. I'm terrified of the way her eyes look. The spoilers if you haven't seen us. No, the, don't. Do, okay, never mind. I won't. Big then. twist. Just gotta watch okay. it. Okay. I was just there's a scene at the end of the movie that I is like, I mean I don't think it's scary, but like the choreography is like horrific. Uh, ter- horrific. Okay, whatever. Um, okay, my number three is Insidious, which was Anna's number four. One of my sister's, like, favorite horror movies, actually. My sister really likes horror, and uh, this is, like, one of her favorite movies. Like, she loves Halloween. Yeah, like, yeah. We were talking about it, and, yeah, big Halloween The fan. 
the use of uh the song like tip throw tip <laughs> through the tips yes. and tip okay oh uh, it's creepy but um the only thing like i do think the villain is scary in this but like the he, end like the okay when he's... you when you find out that the house isn't cursed yes. but it's the sun that is like first off big twist but second yeah. off it is incredibly off-putting uh insidious 2 though really takes away the scare factor and they explain way too much and it makes the first one actually not that scary when you I've think about it i've never seen insidious 2 so it's, i don't really know it's honestly like very underwhelming in my opinion but, but isn't there three of them uh i haven't seen the third one if there is and a third okay one. here's here's why i thought that sinister and insidious they were going to make a lot of people make connections between the two and they were going to actually make a crossover movie about like called in sinister oh or yeah in sinister i was reading on wikipedia because i was trying to figure out I'm like i thought that those were too connected but i guess not and i think i've seen parts of sinister but i haven't seen the whole thing yeah but i think it's only the beginning because sinister is the one where they're ghost like they're hunters right but they like goes really bad i don't know i've never seen sinister okay i don't remember what yeah yeah but in insidious is my number three and the the song like definitely has a lot to do with that because it's a very creepy song yeah okay my number two you know i haven't seen it in so long that i didn't even realize that when i did see it as a child it was not actually a th- okay my number two is it the original the 1990s miniseries miniseries so i thought it was a tv movie like from it my, technically is yeah like from my understanding but i watched again why did my babysitter slash nanny, I don't know, she made us watch so many, I've seen so many, like, 90s and, like, class, like, I've seen, um, like, Eight-Legged Freaks, I've seen The Birds, I've seen, like, all these movies, like, scary, like, Halloween, and, like, she made us watch so many scary movies, and I just, I'm not happy about it, but we watched it, and that, him the man is Pennywise. What's his name? Tim Curry. Okay. Who's in our movie next week? He's in Rocky Horror oh, yeah. Picture Show. Yeah. But yeah. he is absolutely terrifying. It scarred me. And when the new one came out, everyone's like, it's so good. You have to see it. You have to see it. Absolutely, I will not see it. I'm I'm good with what I've seen. <laughs> I've seen that. And, like, the end when he's, like, the big spider. I'm like, oh, don't you? Have you seen it? The original? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when he's, like, when the girl, when the guy is kissing the girl, and then the girl actually turns out to be him, and then he has, like, little, yeah. like, his tongue comes out. Okay, yeah, no. It just, too many scenes scarred me. I have made it a goal in my life at some point to read the book, but it's, like, a beast of a book. I think it's, like, 1,200 pages. Yeah. Um, That's why they made it. A, it's a three and a half hour, like, yeah. Well, in a, a two-parter movie. Apparently, like, the book is, like, like incredibly, it gets really weird. Yeah. The stuff they have to do. It has to do with, like, the universe exists on the back of a turtle, and, like, there's all this weird stuff. I mean, Stephen King is notorious for not being able to finish stories, but uh, the TV miniseries is iconic, and it is scary in, like, a very, like, kitschy way. Yeah, I mean, he... I don't even know if it's, like... Uh, I don't even know if it's, like, the, the, the plot. I can't remember anything about the plot, but, like, all I know... I mean, I know it's, like, a part of it. It's, like, he can... You know, it's kind of like he lives within them like their imagination i don't know it's something like that like it's like he can that's why he can do so many things is because like no he's real he is real but then also part of it isn't real sometimes that's how they defeat him uh well the way they actually defeat him i'm not gonna say because it's very bad 
Okay, well, I don't... We'll talk about it after this. Okay. The way they actually defeat him is very messed up. I don't remember that much, but all I know is that that man is... Pennywise is absolutely terrifying. I do not need another version of him in my mind. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to my number two, which is scary in a much different way than it. My number two is The Strangers, which is scary because that... That's my number one, so I'm just going to say that. Uh, That could happen. I mean, so John and I saw it for the first time together. My roommate in college is obsessed with this movie. Maria, if you listen to this. But she, like, obsesses me. I don't know why she would always make people watch it. And I've seen it, like, five times because of her, specifically, because she just is like, we got to watch The Strangers. I haven't seen it in a couple months. I got to watch it. I'm like, oh, my God. And we, you came and visited, and we watched it on, like, a Friday night. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to bed. It It is so... I don't even know if it's really a good movie. It's... No, I mean, it's not... It's, it's not like a great it, movie. It, it has stuck with me. No. The sequel's terrible. Yeah, I have heard. But I think the thing is, like, the the most... The worst thing about it is, like, when you get to the end, she's like, why us? And, like, because you were home. The, yeah. Because you were home. John, I didn't scar you enough to remember the damn line. I thought it was because you answered the door. But... No, they didn't answer the door. We did, but it's because you were home. It's because you were home. Yeah, that's my number two because that's horrifying, and that's Anna's number one. I'm assuming for the same reasons. Yeah. And now, like the doorbell ringing at night, just scares me to no end for this movie. I mean, I'm happy we live in a city where our neighbors. I mean, that's the other thing is yeah. like their neighbors were they were in like some random farm town. Their neighbor was like that's like the only reason why someone found them and they also don't say like when they, they found them weren't they at a wedding and th- that was where they were staying after yeah. the reception yeah yeah so it was like but, a rental house wasn't it I, I think it was like someone in the family whatever but the only reason why they were found when they don't say how long they were found were like from these like mormon boys yeah like it, that is actually worse to me of dying is that like no one will find me yeah that i'm just gonna be dead in this house for like over 24 hours and like and then they're just gonna be like oh my god they went missing and then they come to the house and they're like they were absolutely brutally murdered and like no one could hear their screams okay i don't want to get into my like <laughs> the deep dark thoughts i have all right well then let me get on my number one my number one scariest movie is scary movie three actually the scariest movie why just kidding it's not scary movie three oh. that was a terrible pun Stupid. uh my scariest movie is well, Scary Movie 3 does reference it. It's The Ring. Never seen it. I don't uh, want to see it. <laughs> uh, it's a remake of a Japanese movie, which I've never seen the Japanese version. But um, it is about a cursed videotape that when you watch it, you will die in seven she, days. She comes out of the she TV. She comes out of the TV. I think, uh, what's her name? Sakura or something? I don't know. It is scary as hell. Okay, when that came out, though, everyone was obsessed with, like, if you had long brown hair or, like, long black, black hair. Black hair. Yeah, but, like, if you had long dark hair, you would, like, flip your head over and then just, like, yeah. go like this and, um, you know, do the thing. <laughs> so, so actually, when I was making my joke about Scary Movie 3, it does pertain to this because I had not seen The Ring before I saw Scary Movie 3. Yeah, it, that part of Scary Movie 3 is hilarious. Um, But, man, like, the thought of something cursing you and you literally people die so many different ways you know a movie i didn't even think about for this i didn't think of any of the final destinations those movies are freaky okay but that's that's the same reason you know they're not like i kind of tried to put good movies on here 
Like yeah. they were good, but they're scary. But there's movies like I could have done what's called I Know What You Did Last Summer because and I Know What You Did Last Summer too. She gets trapped in a um, tanning bed and that has made me scared of tanning beds. Not yeah. just the skin cancer, but the fact that, like, I don't ever want to be trapped. I don't want to be yeah. locked in a tanning bed. Well, let me just finish my thing on the ring. The, the fact that people die and, like, they all die different ways and it's not just her coming out of the TV. Like, oh, it is so, oh, it's just so creepy. Every Everything's creepy about it. The girl's creepy. The concept's creepy. It's just a creepy movie. It's kind of like the box, to, is there, or the gift, Oh wait, the one where if you touch the if you press the button, you get a million dollars, but someone dies. Yeah. I. No, but then the whole thing like with your, but then with the what's the whole thing with your kid? So later. Yeah. He comes back, and there's a second choice where you have to kill your spouse, or, or your kid will be deaf and blind for the rest of their life, and that's when he gives the box to someone else, and when they press the button, you kill your spouse. So it's just this chain. Yeah. And then, like, the whole thing, too, was, like, they tried to get out of it, and, like, the kid was in the bathroom, and, like, yeah. couldn't do... Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, like, oh, yeah, well, they were dying, and they the yeah. kid was in the bathroom and couldn't help them. It was just... Cha- okay, that one was messed okay. up. Okay, that movie does not have good reviews. I sneaky like that movie. I'll never watch it again, but it's, once you, I still think well, about it sometimes. Once you, once you know the end game, like... That it's just basically, like, a... Basically, it's just a... You're a bad person. Yeah. You should never click the box because it's a, it's just become a cycle of death and, and a cycle of death and hurt. That's the thing. That movie does not hold up. But the first time you see it, your mind is blown. That should have been on my biggest like mind bending movies because that movie is <laughs> messed up when you think about it. But it is. yeah, th- those are our top five scariest movies. Uh, let us know what we missed because I'm sure there's a ton of stuff we haven't seen. Yeah. You could recommend stuff to us. Maybe I'll take it into consideration, but I maybe see a scary movie once every like other year. Yeah. I, it's not a regular occurrence for me. <laughs> there's a lot of bad ones though. But and I guess re- if you really, if you want to make an argument and like really try and convince me, p- us, please go ahead. Yeah. In recent years, there has been a bit of a horror revival. I know that from a couple years ago like hereditary is supposed to be like a masterpiece midsummer from last year john you try to convince me to go see them theaters so many times and like absolutely i will not (laughs) i don't know what happens i don't need to know it just i've heard too many things yeah cheaty from the good places in it that's all i know i do love cheaty (laughs) but yeah those are our picks make us recommendations or don't we might not watch them anyways so (laughs) but yeah, let us know what you think about the things we've seen and what scares us, I guess. So stay tuned. We're nearing the end of spooky season as October comes to an end. It went by so fast. I feel like October always is like one of the fastest months. October yeah. and November, crazy. So the remainder weeks of spooky season are our next episode comes out uh, two days before Halloween and we will be doing the cult classic a Rocky Horror Picture Show. John's never seen it. I've seen it. I think we may even do like a watch party and do some of the things that people do when you see it um, at midnight showings and that kind of stuff because it is super fun in my house. And then um, next week, obviously Halloween is over, but we couldn't get through. I can't. I shouldn't say we. I should say that John won't let me not watch this movie at <laughs> Halloween now. So we're going to be watching Coco and we may what we're probably gonna watch it and then immediately record because 
Because, yeah. Yeah. You know why. You know why. And if you don't know why. You'll find out. <laughs> you'll find out. But you need to watch too because there's a 99% chance it'll happen to you too. Yeah. I think we're going to challenge everybody. You got to watch this movie. It's really important. Okay. So excited. Let us know what your thoughts are on, I don't know, anything. We love hearing from you. And have a great week. Yep. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was.